Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to Accelerate, the official podcast of the Ignite Prophetic Network. I hope this audio equips and inspires you to move deeper into the prophetic with greater accuracy and greater passion. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Where does the warrior fit with the watchman and the gatekeeper? So a gatekeeper is one who has the ability to control access, which I'll teach you about in a few minutes. So they open gates and they close gates. And the gatesmen and the watchmen, the gatekeepers and the watchmen work together. So the gatekeepers will see far off what's coming, uh, either something of the Lord or something of the enemy. Then the watchmen communicate with the gatekeepers to say, open or don't open, you know, hurry up, close the gate or open the gate. The warriors, the warriors step in somewhere in the middle. The warriors are to keep what's coming from even getting to the gate. So that the gatekeeper, the gatekeeper is kind of like, you know, think of football. The gatekeeper is like the, uh, the goalie. So if your defensive players in football do a good job, then the, they will never get to take a shot at the goal, or they'll take it from so far away that it will be easy to block it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know ladies probably don't watch football. I don't watch football either, but I know enough about it to make an analogy. So the warrior, the spiritual warrior, the prayer warrior, takes information from the watchman. And sometimes the, the, the prayer warrior and the watchman are one and the same. Because we can wear different mantles and we have different anointings and God can shift us from this position to that position. But there are certain warriors that are doing, they're just more prayer warriors. They're not so much watchmen. It doesn't mean God doesn't show them things, just that's not their primary function. So the watchman gives signal to the warriors, the watchman gives signal to the gatekeepers, but the warriors stand in between the watchman on the wall and the gatekeeper at the home base and they intervene so that the gatekeeper never has to deal with it, ideally. Amen. That's good. Here's another one. What is the difference between the Old Testament watchmen and seer and their message and the New Testament or New Covenant covenant seer? Is there a difference? I get this question a lot. 
So I love to study First and Second Kings. I love to study the prophets of old, uh, but their ministry is a little different. Old covenant, new covenant prophets because we're in a new covenant. So it, it makes sense there will be some differences. But in my book, The Heart of the Prophetic, which was my first book, and I wrote it in 2007, and Bishop Bill Hammond wrote the foreword, so I was really just in tears when I, he wrote that for me because it was just such, my first book, you know. And I talk all about this, but I'll sum it up this way. In the Old Testament, uh, there was a lot of, there were, there were voices of reform. There were voices crying in the wilderness. They spoke to kings. They dealt with judgment. I mean, Elijah and Elisha were cursing. We don't curse in the New Testament. Paul said, bless and curse not. Now, there is a thing called an imprecatory prayer, which is a whole other teaching in which we're, we're, we're speaking to the demon powers and we're releasing God's judgment on them. But we're not cursing people. Right. In the Old Testament, prophets lay curses on people, like pretty frequently. Remember when uh, the, the, the young boys were making fun of Elisha? Yeah. Hey, Baldy, hey, Baldy. And all of a sudden, they're like, they're just gone. The people came, sent by the king, and said, hey, Elisha, you know, you know, the, man, the king says, come down here. He said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down. So we don't do that. See, when Jesus, when the sons of thunder wanted to call fire down from heaven because the, the Samaritans didn't want Jesus to come through, Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. He wasn't happy that they did that. And so I, as a, when I get into intense, I've been to Africa, I've been to Africa. It's a different kind of warfare in Africa. Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm dealing with some things, I'll, I will release the fire of God, but not on people. Amen. On demons. Because mm -hmm. we're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but Prince of Christ. Right. Another thing with Old Testament prophets is um, they, they pronounced a lot of judgment. It was judgment, judgment, judgment. It was cursing and judgment, cursing and judgment, cursing a lot. That's not all they did, but it was a lot. In the New Testament, yes, God is still a God of judgment. And, and, and there, there will be a judgment day. And I, but I'm not a judgment prophet. I look at it as we're reaping what we've sown. Yeah. You know, so God still does discipline. God still does bring judgments, but it's not the same in the Old Testament where everything's just judgment and there's famines and there's, there's all this kind of thing. The thrust is different because we're in a, if you want to call it a dispensation or an age or an era, we're in a time of grace. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, we don't, we don't, you know, it's not our place to, we're to judge a righteous judgment, but as prophets, we're not to be, you know, pronouncing judgment willy nilly, easy peasy everywhere we go. It's just, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to, to look for the treasure. The other thing in the Old Testament is if you missed it, you were stoned. <laughs> There's a lot more grace for the prophet. Thank you, Jesus. In the Old Testament, there were just a relative few prophets. In the New Testament, there's many. In the Old Testament, most believers couldn't prophesy. In the New Testament, they can prophesy. Well, one of the biggest thrusts of the New Testament, what's different? Because Old Testament and New Testament prophets, they both reform, they both pray, they both have authority. But the biggest thrust is found in Ephesians 4.11. The biggest difference, besides the cursing and the judgment. Is that in Ephesians 4.11, the Bible says he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. There were schools of the prophets in the Old Testament. There were. But the main thrust is found in Ephesians 4.11. Obviously, if you're a prophet, obviously you're going to prophesy. But the thrust of a New Testament prophet mm. is not to prophesy only. Mm. It's like, you know, it's like saying a dog's not going to bark. Of course a dog's going to bark. Of course a prophet's going to prophesy. Mm. 
But it's to replicate the replicators. It's to equip the yeah. body yeah. to hear from the Lord. It's to yes. equip the body yeah. to prophesy. And in my, uh, in my uh, view, that is that is the main thrust of the New Testament prophet. Whereas the Old Testament prophet, you know, we didn't see them all with schools. And so, if you're if you're if you're a New Testament prophet, you should be equipping people for the work of the ministry. Amen. We have to remember God's God. Now let's talk about gatekeepers. Somebody brought that up. Gatekeepers and, and uh, watchmen do work hand in hand. And I taught this recently. The Lord began to speak to me about the rise of the gatekeepers. And it was shortly after he really had me emphasizing on the watchmen that I realized in Scripture, these, these, are, these are different roles, but they're, they work in tandem. And so we need the warriors, we need the watchmen, we need the gatekeepers, we need the prophets, we need the seers, we need all these people communicating like we talked about in our last point in the previous teaching. We need to talk to each other and share what we're hearing. Mm -hmm. These silos that we have, you know, sort of been, I'm in this cave and you're in this cave and, and all these things, that doesn't work anymore. We need, as you said, the communication the understanding so that we can thwart uh, so we can thwart what the enemy is doing and, and usher in uh, the presence of God. So a gatekeeper is a type of intercessor. And we see this in the Bible. It's a type of intercessor. A gatekeeper is one who guards the gate or one who controls access. Now the Bible says that the, that the gates of hell shall not prevail. prevail. See if you're awake. Against the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail. So there's gates of the kingdoms and there's gates of hell. Satan always counterfeits what God is doing. So there are demonic gatekeepers. So God's gatekeepers will deal with demonic gatekeepers. Because again, the enemy always counterfeits. So what you find God doing, the enemy will counterfeit it. So as gatekeeper intercessors, you're going to want to deal with the demonic gatekeepers. You displace them. You have authority, but if you don't know they exist, if you don't discern the demonic gatekeepers, then you won't displace them because you don't know they're there. And so that's where sometimes the watchmen or the prophets come in to tell the gatekeepers, hey, you've got some demonic gatekeepers here. You know, in the Bible, those who had authority sat in the gates. Yeah. And so you have to look now around London. Now I, I, I had a word about this. I've got to go back and find it. Around around London, there are there are gates with like demonic looking creatures. And the Lord told me to go do a prophetic act. You know what I'm talking about? At the end of the mall, at the end of the Buckingham Palace, at the other end. Yeah, there there there's like four places they're at. And I have to go back and go through my notes when I got the word. I studied it out and then I lost the recording, but somebody else has it. But there's but they're, it's almost like they're, they're like demons. They're like, they look like demons, these creatures. I don't know, they're not really lions, they're something else. I think they're lions with the faith. I, I, I can't remember. Forgive me. Uh, if you're from London, you would probably know. But, you know, th those are like demonic guards into the city. And so we have to we have to lift up our heads, O ye gates, that the King of Glory may come in. And as gatekeepers, you have to keep looking to give access to the King of Glory and to shut out the demonic powers. And some of them are at the gates. Which means we have to go, I'll slow down, I'm talking fast. We'll have to go <laughs> to the gates of the city. Mm -hmm. And God will send you to certain gates of the city. They could be airports, they could be courthouses, places where demon powers have interest in blocking the will of God. They could be uh, ports. Uh, shipping ports, uh, they could be schools, you know, major institutions of learning, not just like some elementary school, but you know, like Oxford or a major institute of learning. 
Um, and so there's in, in, uh, a federal court, well, they don't have federal court, in America we call it federal court, so parliament. Mm -hmm. So you go to those places. Um, those are gates. And you have to be led there again. You want to be led. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just heard this teacher on gatekeepers. I'm just going to go to the airport and start, you know. No. We have to be led there. Mm -hmm. We have to be on assignment. But gatekeepers will go to gates to deal with demonic forces and to uh, control access. Mm -hmm. So an intercessor, of course, is one who intercedes or one who stands between the enemy and God's people to forbid access or between God and his people to plead with them, to, to plead with for the people. Ezekiel 22, verse 29, I sought for a man, and that means you two ladies, mm -hmm. I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. And that's always a sad thing to read. But I know here in Europe, there are gatekeepers, there are intercessors. Some of you have been travailing, crying out to God for decades. And I want to just keep encouraging you that God hears your prayers. And that bowl is going to tip over sooner than you think. If any of you feel weary, amen. If you feel weary, it's just because the enemy's trying to get you to give up right before the breakthrough. And I just speak strength over you right now. We're going to pray in just a few minutes. The gatekeeper is an intercessor who makes a wall. Their job is to forbid access to unauthorized persons and demonic intruders. They forbid it. So, you know, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind, another translation says, whatever you forbid. Yeah. And I forbid you. I forbid it. Amen. I forbid this Jezebel spirit from coming in my nation. Jesus is the king. Amen. I open the gates of the king of glory. God yes. will you the keys to our kingdom. And we, we pray like that. Amen. So the gatekeeper does use the keys to the kingdom. Matthew 18, 18. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version because I like the way it amplifies it. <laughs> truly, I tell you, this is Jesus talking as if he has to say truly to anything. <laughs> truly, I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth mm. must be what is already permitted in heaven. So as gatekeeper mm. intercessors, we all have to be students of the word in anything we do, in any call, just as a, as a lay believer. But as gatekeeper intercessors, we must be astute as to what is already allowed in heaven mm. and what is forbidden in heaven. Mm. Least we forbid something that heaven disallows mm. with the authority that we have. Yeah. We have to stand against that mm. which is not allowed. So we know that there's no sickness in heaven. Let's get real general. We know there's no demon powers in heaven. There's no demons in heaven. Aren't you glad? Praise God. <laughs> Aren't you glad? There's no demons in heaven. There's no disobedience. There's no rebellion in heaven. It's a perfect place. And Jesus said, pray like this. Thy kingdom come. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we must understand and recognize that when there's something going on in our natural realm and it doesn't look like heaven, then we have to forbid it. We have to stand as gatekeepers. We have to shut the door, slam the door in the devil's face and open the door for the king of glory. Amen. Amen. And part of it is we do that with our words, not just our prayers, but even our words. I was in a, a, I had a dream some years ago, and in the dream they said you've, you've got to wear all white. 
I said, okay. So I had to go buy something all white. I took it to the dry cleaner. I got it all ready. And in the dream, I was being interviewed by someone else who was wearing all white. <laughs> and they were asking me this question and that question and this, because I do a lot of TV. They were asking me all kinds of questions. And finally, they, and they were like, you know, this person, they're happy. Yes, that's good. That's a good answer. And they said, well, tell me about the condition of your city in South Florida. And I said, well, let me tell you, there's a Jezebel spirit. We have Leviathan raging. There's all kind of crime and all this stuff. And the person dressed all in white just started going. And I was like, what? I'm telling the truth. I didn't understand. And they cut the interview. Oh. We went in the back room and the person that was in white, I said, what is it? What was, what did I say? And they said, and at that point I woke up and the Lord said, stop confessing over your city that the Jezebel is ruling, that the Leviathan is ruling, and start to, print, start to declare that Jesus is ruling. Because as gatekeepers, what we some, because we discern it. You all are discerning people. You have discernment. And so it's not hard to discern what the devil's doing. Just look around at the gambling places and the tarot card. You can see what the devil's doing. But when we part of the reason we part of the way we shut him out is by speaking what God is doing. And you know, I'm not saying again that we ignore the enemy, but we have to forbid him. So gatekeepers have to understand the laws of the kingdom and discern what God wants in and out. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want more information on Ignite, including the Company of Seers, the Lighthouses, the Company of Scribes, and everything we have to offer, visit ignitenow.org. That's ignitenow.org. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.